Welcome to episode 118 of the Black in Fashion podcast. I am your host, Lenise Collier, and today I have with me Alina. So while fashion brands that cater to black women increased tremendously over the years, eyewear is one of the markets where we still have a lack of representation. That's due in part to a lack of ownership in the eyewear market. Um, the global eyewear market, which is made up of spectacles, contact lenses, and sunglasses, and other eyewear products, has been valued of about 140 million US dollars in 2020 and was forecast to reach almost 197 billion US dollars by 2027. Even with these large numbers, there are only a handful of black eyewear designers. Moose was founded in 2019 by company CEO Alina Grant. Her love for funky eyewear turned into her passion of wanting every woman to feel as good as she does when she wears a pair of frames. At Moots Eyewear, they offer eyewear frames that capture your every mood. Whether you are feeling classy or funky, there is a frame for you. Their handmade Italian eyewear is made up of eco-sustainable cellulose acetate, which means it's eco-friendly fashion. Alina, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. That was such a good introduction. You know, that's what we try to do around these parts, you know. <laughs> I even learned some things. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. I can give a lot of credit to your PR department on that one. Because, uh, uh, yeah, they're very, uh, they always give, like, a lot of information and fill in a lot of stats and stuff like that. So, like, their pitches and stuff like that for you are absolutely amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they give a lot of information. So, yeah, that was actually, so that shows they're doing a great job. They <laughs> are. They are doing an amazing job. So, of course, I like to just start, like, with a little bit of an icebreaker. I do not like to start any podcast without, like, getting a little this or that in there. The this or that uh, spot, the this or that segment is sponsored by, by, by Mahdia. Um, Mahdia offers one-of-a-kind designs created from recycled materials with healing qualities on her website at www.mahdia.com. Each one is made only once with no duplicates. She also offers workshops and will be showing in this year's Refashion Week show in Brooklyn on April 8th. So make sure you guys check out Mahdia.com. I am a, a customer myself. She has created some amazing garments. Actually, one of I wish I wore to Miami last year around this time, and I'm going back, and I got so many compliments. So make sure you check out her site. So let's get into this icebreaker. Skinny leg or flare leg? Ooh, I think I'm going to have to go with the skinny only because I'm hippie. Okay. So I feel like that would look better for me, but I know the flare is like in now. It's coming back. It is side boob or under boob. Ooh, side boob. <laughs> the way my boobs fall, side boob. <laughs> I hear that. Uh, earring, I'm sorry, uh, hoop or stud? Hoop. I'm going with the hoop. Okay. Beret or a fedora, like a brim? Ooh, fedora. Fedora, okay. And last one, V-neck or crew neck? Um, V-neck. I think I might have to go with the V-neck. I have to go with the V-neck. Okay. So let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, um, what your background is, and we'll get into the eyeglasses, but let's just want to learn a little bit more about you and your background and where you're from. Yes. Well, I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised, and I still stay in Houston, Texas. 
And a little bit about me, I actually graduated with a degree in biology, um, a university here in Texas, and I started working um, at a museum, a local uh, health museum in the Houston area. But um, eventually, I was just like really looking for my passion in 2019 because I wasn't all the way happy. And I just really started digging, digging deep with like, what is it that I love? Because I did a lot of research and a lot of the successful people that seemed like they were happy, they all said that they're doing things that they love. So I really dug deep and then I, after doing all that digging, it occurred to me that I love glasses. I've been wearing glasses since the fifth grade and I actually was kind of ashamed of wearing glasses when I was in the fifth grade because um, I just didn't think it was cool. So I would put them on in my classroom and then I would take them off in the hallway and I got tired of doing that. So I was like, man, if I'm gonna wear glasses, they're gonna be fly. So I would have my mom spend, use up all her HSA account <laughs> um, and buy me Gucci glasses, whatever kind of glasses she could buy me that I love, Dolce & Gabbana. Prada, whatever it was, um, I would try to get those glasses and then I would just rock them and be, you know, try to just feel fashionable in them. Um, Cause they were just a big part of who I was. People knew me um, from my glasses. So then 2019 hit and then 2020, the pandemic came and I got laid off of my job. So I had a lot of time on my hands and I was like, why not? put this I mean I don't have anything else to do right now so why not put this energy and find a manufacturer and start my own luxury brand so that is what I did I love that I love that and uh when did you overcome like that oh I you know I think glasses are uncool like did you have like a contact phase where you were trying to like get rid of them all completely or did you stick with it and ride it out I stuck with it and wrote and wrote it out like I I got into contacts I think when I was like in middle school so I had been wearing glasses for like a year or two and I have an astigmatism so like you can't drive at night even with an astigmatism even with contacts like it's blurry and I was just like okay I can't do this <laughs> I can always have somebody drive me at night just so I could feel safe um, with contacts so I was just like, I'm just going to stick with these glasses and um, and just rock these and just get like some really funky fashionable eyewear. So I would always find like the most unique frames. And usually I would go with the shade because I feel like it's just more, shades have a more unique look than just a regular prescription glasses. Because, you know, they have prescription glasses where they're only for prescription glasses and then they have shades. But you can also take shades and put your prescription in them. And usually I find that it's like a bigger, um, a bigger, well, I'm going to pick from, I guess. They just look better to me. So I always would pick shades and put my prescription in them. And I would just rock those. Gotcha. Yeah, I was looking at um like some of the uh, like your stuff. I really like the your. I guess that's like your your headshot when you got the four glasses in your hand and you have them like the oh, leopard yeah. print glasses or whatever. Like the is that would that be called like a cat eye? Uh, can you kind of go over some of the different like uh, frame styles that are like common and that you see people wear more for like in the fashion world? Yes. So um, this would be considered a cat eye frame. 
So I was inspired to make a cat eye frame because I was really into like old Hollywood, but in old Hollywood, they would always wear the cat eye frames, but I kind of wanted to put a modern twist to it. So I kind of made it squared at the bottom. Um, so it's kind of squared at the bottom and a cat eye on the side. So I was inspired by old Hollywood for that. But I know the look now is like the rectangular look. But this um, shape is also really popular. I'm seeing a lot of the shape that I have and that rectangular look with where the uh, shades are like kind of thin around um, the actual frame. So those are the end styles. But I always tell people like, if you see a frame and it speaks to you, then rock that frame because I mean, I've done that many of times where I wouldn't, I don't pick like what's trendy. I just pick like what I feel good in, what makes like feel good. And I'll wear that frame. Cause I've had like huge rectangular frames and when people look at it, they probably would say, Oh, I would never wear that. But when they, when I had it on my face, I would get so many compliments. So. How do you, I get my, my next question is how do you even go about even starting an eyewear line? Like, what do you source first? Like, what do you research? Like, how do you even get that? And then your stuff is, you know, uh, it's sustainable too. And then like, it's hay and made in, in Italy. Like, how do you even get those resources? Like, what, what, what's that process look like? Honestly, I really feel like God ordered my steps. Like it was just meant for me to happen, but when I was laid off from my job, um, I kind of knew that I was going to be laid off. So I spoke to my mother and my mother was just like, Lenny, you just need to go ahead and take this time and do it. So I just really dug in deep in my phone and just on my laptop and just like looked for eyewear manufacturers mm -hmm. and just did my research. And I finally came across after like, days and hours of like digging reaching out to people just sending that email and you know when you want to start a business I always tell people like you know if it, if God puts it on your heart like just do it like don't even think about it and just do it and that's exactly what I did and then I was reaching out to different manufacturers and some will respond and some didn't respond and then I came across um, my manufacturer in Italy they responded back to me and we just went back and forth. Um, uh, I came up with the design and then they would send me um, drawings back and forth. Like uh, 3D, like 3D drawings? Yeah, a 3D uh -huh. drawing, exactly. Um, and we were just doing that back and forth and then they sent me um, an actual prototype and then I okayed it. I was like, okay, well I want this a little bit bigger and I would send it back and then so we, came to a final decision and then I picked all my um acetates which is like the colors mm -hmm. you go to my website I have four different colors and the most popular is the tortoise frame the black and white tortoise frame that is the most popular frame um so it was just it was fun it was a process because I enjoy glasses and I was just like oh my gosh I can't believe like you know handmade in Italy that is just like a mecca for the fashion world mm -hmm. and I was just I had to jump on the opportunity when I found them and just floored because I've always worn 
luxury glasses and I thought about going that cheaper route but I was like I don't wear cheap frames like I've never worn cheap frames and there's nothing and I ain't about to start now no yeah you said that with confidence and I ain't about to start now (laughs) I'm not about to start now and I was if I'm gonna sell something I need to sell something that I love that I can pitch that I know about and I only know luxury frames so I was happy when I got in contact with them. But it, it's just like a just a whole bunch of researching. But we live in a society where we have the internet. So we need to take advantage of that. Gotcha. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I love that. Have you ever heard of Von Tail Eyewear? That's another black-owned um, uh, eyewear brand, but it's based here in uh, New, York, New York. Oh, no, I don't think I have, but I'll definitely do my research yeah check them out they haven't um and they have i think they may have launched maybe a year after you i think they came out in like 2020 um and it's two um black women it's two older black women yep Uh sure is i love i love to see it because you don't see a lot of like you said earlier black women or just black people selling luxury eyewear Mm -hmm. so i think that's amazing Absolutely. So let's move on to my second segment. So my second segment is called, is a success or is a disaster? (laughs) Um, And in this segment, um, I'm just going to have you actually discuss, you know, a time within your business where, uh, or growing your business where something went completely to shit and then, but you learned something from that experience. And the It's a Success, It's a Disaster segment is brought to you by the Divine Power Group. The Divine Power Group is an amazing credit repair agency. Ms. Chastity Jackson is spearheading a qualified credit expert assisting those with with blemishes on their credit report with the three major credit reporting bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, to a restored buying power position. She exudes the epitome of a trendsetter in all that she does to serve the needs of her clients in the fields of legal restoration of credit reporting and real estate sales. She firmly believes that the greatest successes are accomplished through achieving the goals that meet the needs of the clients first. So make sure you guys check out the Divine Power Group. I am a client myself. I am currently getting my credit repaired and stuff. So you guys check it out. And I don't see nothing but my score going up, 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 and up. <laughs> so if you want to talk about um, just a time where it's been tough for you, but you learned something from that experience, Elena. Yes. So I I feel like this whole, since me launching, I've learned so many different things that I I probably can have learned like in a class. Like some things you're just going to have to figure it out by doing it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's been for me. And mainly it's been like marketing, social media, websites, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. That has been like the hardest thing for me and that's why I reached out to a PR company and I was going to like a lot of vending um like you know how they have the pop-up shops mm-hmm. but then at a certain point like you realize okay I need to find my target market maybe mm-hmm. my target market isn't comfortable spending a high dollar amount at a pop-up shop so that's why I took a di- different route and mm-hmm. went the PR route and just okay let me and this cash is hard mm-hmm. but I feel like it'll be worth it in the end because you can only take your business like so far and then it gets to a point where okay I need some experts I need some advice like how what which route should I go to find my target market so I feel like that has been a learning experience finding my target market and then, and trying to just market my brand and get people to understand like I think people are a little hesitant mm-hmm. because 
when they see my frames, they're always like in shots or like I'll be walking and someone's like, oh, I love your frames. And I'm like, okay, I designed them. And like the face, like the look of shock that comes over their face, like mm-hmm. everybody's just like in awe, like, wow, how did you do that? You know? And they just don't expect like, I guess maybe for like a young black woman like myself to like make a luxury frame like this. So I feel like that's been the hardest part, like establishing myself as a luxury brand and getting people to understand like, you know, this is a Mazzucelli applique. It is handmade in Italy. Like the, it's worth the money. Mm -hmm. So how much is your average pair of frames? So um, right now I'm doing a sale for 150, but I sell them for 199. But I do like a lot of sales where between I, I I'll go down from like 140 to 150, which is pretty good for a luxury frame because I've spent look and I have a prescription too, so <laughs> I've spent <laughs> three, four, five hundred dollars on luxury eyewear. So. Oh yeah, that is expensive. Yes, it gets expensive. But yeah, but I mean, but but it's luxury eyewear, you know. So like, it's going yeah. to be, you know, it's going to be. It's not supposed to be cheap, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> it's supposed to be expensive. Um, what I was gonna tell you, like you said something when you were talking that sparked me. It's so, like something that you feel like you. What am I trying to say? So you felt like you needed to like extend out and figure out where you could get help at like to work with like different experts and stuff like that like you know to help get you out there so my feedback for you or whatever I I suck at this do you know (laughs) let me ask you a question because I know you're working with the PR agency uh beforehand had you ever heard of my podcast before I hadn't you had okay so let me Mm -hmm. let me tell you that because I feel like I I can help you too I got some I got some gems I got some gems about to drop for you so um (laughs) I actually own an apparel consulting company. Um, it's called mm. ALC Apparel. So I help designers create their brands, and I do everything from start to finish. So and I've been doing mm. it for like three years. I own my own company. It's here in Brooklyn. Um, over the last three years, I've done about 300 designers, like product development. I do all the manufacturing right here. I do everything here. Um, wow. And I do everything for the people who want to be designers. And I do accessories as well. I just don't do glasses. I do hats and bags and stuff like that. So um, I have and within my program, it's well, so funny that you mentioned it, within my program, the first thing that we do is identify target consumers. So I mm. used to just do services where I only, you know, doing powder making, sample making, you know, doing the product development of the products, you know, helping them pick the materials, doing the manufacturing. But mm-hmm. I feel like I was doing them a disservice because I was seeing like the same issue that you're having as far as like not being able to expand the brand and like not mm-hmm. really knowing exactly like what to do and how to, you know, get your target consumer down. So now I offer my education with my services. Like it's a one-shot deal. Like, you're not even able to get my services without the education because if you're not being successful and you're not being profitable, then it's pretty much pointless, of course, the line. So with the PR company, I think that it's great because you're, you know, you're getting the exposure and, like, you're getting more visibility and stuff like that and open yourself up to different networks of people. But my feedback would be for you is you have to optimize on social media. Now, PR, they're great with, you know, as far as outreach goes, but when it comes to, like, that brand aspect within your social media platforms, you have to do the target consumer first. And you got to yeah. know who you're creating first. So that way, when you go in to, like, maybe boost a post or whatever on Instagram, you could put those analytics in. 
you can actually put like this is the age range this is what they compliment this is what their interests are because instagram allows you to do that and those ads will mm-hmm. run through facebook and instagram because that's how i built my business beforehand i didn't have a website it was just me and girl mm-hmm. and in six months i had 12 employees and a commercial space during the wow. pandemic so I, it happens really fast <laughs> and this is the second time that i've heard someone say they use Instagram ads yes. or Facebook ads and it blew up their business because I've been like skeptical on it. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, did I do this? Blew Will up, this girl. Happen? I had an Insta- my Instagram was boom. I had Instagram and I had clients, like a full on clientele before I even had a website. My Instagram was my website. All I did was pr- promote my work, show everything that I was doing. It's just about having a, a strategy and being consistent. Okay. So my strategy is there's a 10 o'clock post. I'm sorry, there's a 9 o'clock post, there's a 2 o'clock post, and then there's a 6 o'clock post. Now, that first post is usually like a tip or like an advertisement uh, to like my community. So, I might be just giving them some background in fashion or in manufacturing and stuff. And then my 2 o'clock post is usually some type of advertising or something that I'm selling or whatever. And then the last one, um, I pretty much kind of flop it around whether I'm doing an event or if I'm hosting a new uh, workshop or something like that. So, for you in the eyewear market, I you know all those stats that I was spitting out in the beginning that could be like your first thing that you do in the morning like when you just giving like statistics or comparing yourself to someone so I did a whole comparison and that's just content comparing myself to a fashion school and I'm just like you can go to fashion school for five years four or five years spend this amount of money and then come out of school don't have a job don't have a fashion line don't have anything and stuck working for someone or you can work with me learn everything that you learn in fashion school actually have patterns samples a business strategy accounts and everything by the time you're done so in your yeah. world you just need to compare yourself to your competitors too like y'all can keep buying like these gucci is da 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 but you got a pair versus the black owned brand and you list out all of the things like my stuff is handmade in italy i'm using these type of materials like that but that's what it is like, like it's kind of be constant constant content and you are wrapping the people around you around the value of this product i also make handbags my handbags are italian leather they're expensive as shit Mm -hmm. and they're handmade but that's how i push them out i push them out because i don't that's really just like my side hustle so i can have like passive income outside of my my main business is Mm -hmm. but i have to create that value around those bags because i'm not a luxury brand people don't want to that's not not a luxury brand i'm not a well-known brand because i am luxury Mm -hmm. because luxury is you know exclusivity is quality in the materials everything that your glasses are but it's hard to get people to draw people in um but that social media does work and then working with influencers it's great and not influences is like celebrities is like gonna wear it and take the shit down but somebody who has like 10,000 followers or a couple like that they have great engagement yeah yeah because having someone like a like one of these rappers girlfriends or somebody from one of these reality shows that shit doesn't even like the algorithms that they post so much people's stuff no one cares so you have to go into those people that are local in this in that range so all you got to do is find someone that's popular that wears glasses Mm-hmm. Then they don't even have to be a celebrity. Honestly, they just need to be somebody with a great following. Wow, you're dropping so much gems. Because <laughs> this is what I <laughs> uh, uh, Man, that is an area that I definitely need growth on, and mm-hmm. I haven't been consistent on mm-hmm. because this, like right now, my my eyewear business is my side hustle, and I have a nine to five. But I'm trying to like make this grow. Your main, so Your main yeah, and it can and it can happen. Yeah, so I've been like trying little things, um, but I haven't 
I don't think I haven't like uh, just zeroed in on social media like I should. And mm-hmm. maybe because this is the second time that I've heard those Facebook ads have like they do. They do. When I tell you they so, do well, they do well. Like yeah. the ads and just having those algorithms up. Reels, of course, are great right now because yeah. they have the highest ones. But social media, honestly, is a way to go. And I honestly, not to throw off your PR from, I would invest my money into that before PR, only because it builds a little bit more. So I did the same thing. I, I, I built it on social media. I want to say I got a PR company to expand more mm-hmm. after I had built it up on social media because it's great with PR companies or whatever because they get you all of the different interviews and get you on different platforms because it helps you get higher on Google. So if somebody was mm-hmm. to Google like mood friends or like google your name it pops up because of these people posting their content and their blogs but just for yourself to get like those sales in i definitely would utilize social media like to the t and that is what i need i need those sales yeah, so like we need sales we need conversion conversion yeah yeah not just visibility <laughs> visibility is great visibility is great and pr is great but a sales strategy and conversion with a distribution is great and also i want to tell you when you mentioned those pop-ups you got to ask them people what the price point is of the people surrounding you because i used to have that same problem i don't mm-hmm. do pop-ups with people that is buying wholesale and selling their shit because that shit is like thirty dollars <laughs> Dead Man, ass, like it's thirty dollars. Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> so you have to ask those questions. You have to ask them, like, yo, what's the price point looking like for your other vendors? Are there any other eyewear vendors? So it's like it's just about just it's just a learning curve because this is a new industry for you or whatever. But when it comes to pop ups, you got to ask all the right questions, like, because there's no yeah. point in doing ones when somebody next to you sells something for thirty dollars. Like you're not gonna yeah. stand up those. You know, you're not getting your money back because you spend a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not making that back. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, if I sell one pair, maybe I sold that one pair, and I I just made. I mean, I cleared. You made your money but back that you spent on the pop up, right? So yeah, yeah, that's why you yeah you gotta ask some questions, baby. You gotta ask them like, uh, uh-uh, okay, yep, I'll pass, and it's better. And then honestly, you creating your own is honestly better because like if you do your own pop-up or whatever and you get people there you just get people who are in the same price range as you people who have handbags and not wholesale clothing but got their own lines so even when you do your own your own pop-ups you'd actually come out you'd spend you'd actually make more money if you did your own like let's say you was to curate like a an accessory pop-up so that's just that's eyewear that's bags that's you know uh, not even clothing like uh hats like small items whatever but good small items you charge everybody that vendor fee and you make that money and you sell your stuff it's like a win-win yeah and then you take the money of course the vendor fees ahead of time so that pays for the venue for you and then you what else you got to do most venues come with a table and chairs they setting up their own table so you use their money you pay for the venue with their money that they pay to register for the event you don't charge yourself for a table you could charge the door as well make all type of money honestly and then put it back into your marketing I've seen that it was very lucrative. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> as I've been going to them, I've been like peeping game, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. I see. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I followed you from my uh, business page as well. Um, I do offer creative marketing um, mentorship program. I do like a, you could do it like on a monthly basis if you're interested. And I help with sales strategies. So I just I do creative marketing. So it's anyone who has any like creative um, um, products. Or services, or services. So I can help you as well if you need help in that area as far as like, because 
You don't have to find your target consumer. We need to identify who they are first. So I make my clients do a customer profile segment first and a customer narrative first. And then we break out all the different things that that client or that, that person is so that we are making sure that everything that we do is catered to that client. So I feel like I know who your girl is. She's definitely the creative. She's like a creative entrepreneur. She is the nail tech. She is the eyelash girl. She is the hairstylist. Like she gonna spend money on her, um, yeah. on things that she need. Like, so I know, I feel like I know who she is based off of the price point and the way that you described it and from looking at the pictures of it like that's who she is she is the creative entrepreneur that's who she is Mm -hmm. exactly the woman that's gonna go in because i've I've had some women they're like okay drop that cash right and they love it they like it they're gonna buy it exactly like like somebody sold me a pair of glasses just because they said oh beyonce was caught in those i said beyonce that sold for me and i bought them and those were like my most, like I got the most compliments on those pair of glasses. So it's just like I need to find that woman that, like, when she sees something, she likes it, she's gonna buy it because she works hard for it. Exactly, and that's who she is. I like I think I know who she is, but it's just like how do we, how do you reach those and stuff like that too? And I've there's many ways of reaching those people too, because like a lot of times girls. People shop in a nail salon. They shop in here. So it's like, it's just also about talking it up too. Like, um, even going to like your local hair salon, go where you get your hair done at. Like, they usually have products. Like, yeah. hey, I'll give you such and such off of each glasses that you sell. You know, just have them right up here on the counter because it's something, it's a small product. So it's something that you can sell or whatever, or have like a, even like a lookbook there. Even if like it was like in a salon or somewhere where somebody can look at it when they sit it under the dryer and they can order right there. So we just got to create more marketing materials for you and an actual sales strategy for pushing out the product. Mm-hmm. You and after, I've heard that one of my, my sister's stylist, she bought a pair of friends for me and she said the same thing. She was like, you need to be pushing these in the beauty shop because mm-hmm. stylist, they will buy it. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Sure will. Girl, show will. Show enough will. <laughs> and just trying to absorb it and pick, okay, what can I, what can I do with this information? What can I do with this information? And it's been a, it's been a process. Like I've learned so much and I'm not trying to like I don't try to like beat myself down about it I'm just like this is just a part of the business yeah absolutely live and learn yeah I worked my nine to five and worked on the side for many I've only been a full-time entrepreneur for less than three years but now these are all things I just learned like over time too and like what to do and just also just helping build out other businesses too because I always used to work for small companies so I'm seeing exactly what they doing how they doing it where they take it out like I I never liked working for large corporations because you don't to me you don't learn shit you know so I always went for the small companies when it came to employment and I was just I learned a lot I got a bachelor's and a master's and I just I figured it out you know (laughs) like same way you're doing it like trial and error like getting also like having the PR, having different mentors, uh, speaking to different experts about different things and stuff like that. And it sparks something in you. Like it always lights something inside of you. They like, you know what, now I'm going to try this approach, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's the phase I'm in. Just like living and learning and seeing what works for me, mm-hmm. trying it out. Because I just felt like I got to like a stopping point where I feel like I've done everything that I can do. Now I need some assistance. I need some help. I need to figure out how to get these conversion rates because I know I have a good product. Absolutely. So this can sell. And then, like you said before, in the it's a billion dollar industry, Mm -hmm. and people are pushing black owned. And this is like the perfect time to be pushing a black owned eyewear. So I'm hoping absolutely. 
And then just think about also collaborations and stuff, like any mm-hmm. collaborations that you can do. And don't think about people in your industry. Think about people outside of your industry. Like think about people outside of your industry. Like 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 you could you could partner with me. Like we could do a shoot together because it's accessories. Because I have bags, you know. And it's just like mm-hmm. all of the girls in the of course in the shoot could have on glasses, you know. Or it can be like a designer too, where it's just like the focus is on the eyewear as well, or the headpieces or headwear. So think about collaborating with like some designers, some um, other people in different industries to kind of like spark that, and like you can get their network as well. Like all you gotta yeah. do is create content together. That's it. Yes, that's absolutely true. I actually, mm-hmm. I actually did have somebody reach out to me. I met her. She did. Um, she does um, eyebrows. It's like that is eyebrows. We're <laughs> supposed to link, but we never did. But I'm like, it's just like you are confirming everything. Yes, that is <laughs> perfect. Eyebrow, the, the eyelash girl. Because let, can you imagine like y'all doing some content of like somebody fresh getting their lashes done, and then they put their beautiful frames on top of them? Boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, could, you mean, should definitely you do that. Crazy. <laughs> Everything that I've had questions about, or I was just like, even like the social media marketing and versus the PR route. Like, I had like questions about like, which way should I go? Mm-hmm. And just like talking to you, like, it's just been confirming everything that, you know, that was in my spirit and I didn't know which way to go. So I'm learning so much from there. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's got to be beneficial. <laughs> Not yeah. you, you. You can learn and uh, learn something, but then also get some visibility. Because now, like I have a huge following. Um, like between all my accounts and stuff like that together, and I post on everything. It's like thirty thousand people. So now you got all these listeners is gonna be listening to this from Spotify and YouTube and SoundCloud. They're gonna now go check out your website because I'm gonna have it like as a link in the show notes. It's gonna be on our Instagram, and of course I'll throw it on our LC Instagram too because they have like the most followers on that on that page. That's like seventeen k on that page. But yeah, uh-huh. girl, absolutely, I got you. Thank so you, before you. we close out, my last segment um, is called It's a Muse. Um, mm-hmm. So if you just want to share um, something inspirational that has just kept you going, whether it's a book or a quote or a mantra or maybe a ritual that you do um, that you think that will help someone else and inspire someone else to go ahead and take that leap of faith. You know what? I, I've just been believing in myself and I feel like this pandemic if it improved in, like life is short and I feel like people are realizing that after the pandemic and I feel like you should just like follow your dreams I mean and you may have to face it till you make it because I feel like that is everything that I've been doing I just put all my faith in God and he's literally been ordering my steps like it seems like from the outside looking in it was a journey but I, I just really feel like God has just been putting it everything in front of me for me to just take that next step. And it's, I don't want to say it's been easy, but it's been a glide. It, it's, it's not as bad as what I thought it was. And I've been enjoying like every mistake, every step. I mean, every like mishap, I just take it with God. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel stressed. I don't like, man, Alina, why are you doing this? This isn't, like, paying off. I just feel comfortable because I know, like, in the future, like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I just continue to go and be consistent and don't give up, it's going to happen. So that is what I try to tell myself every day. And I actually believe it, too. So just remaining faithful, faith in it till I make it, putting my faith in it and making it. And that's what I tell myself every day. So that's I hope right. that helps someone. 
Yeah, girl, them prayers are sent, honey. I heard that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you just want to throw out like your social media handles so everyone knows like where to follow you. And of course, this will be in the show notes as well. Yes. So my Instagram is moveeyewear underscore. Um, my TikTok is moveeyewear at moveeyewear, just at moveeyewear. Um, and right now I'm just on Instagram and TikTok. Perfect. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, you know where to find her at. Make sure you guys shop with her. Shop online. Shop black. Get you some black frames, honey. Because <laughs> that yeah. is, if I had, if I wore glasses, I would. But I'm going to have to give me some sunglasses, girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to give me some sunglasses, friends. I definitely will be shopping as well. So as I always say, guys, stay black and peace out. Thank you so much, Alina. Um, you have my number as well, so feel free to connect with me as well, okay? Yeah. Thank you for having me. No problem. Have a great night. You too. All right. Bye-bye.